RJ, are we ready to go back there, buddy? Fire it up. Good morning, everybody. Let me hear somebody say God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. Gabe, go ahead and pull me up there, buddy. I want you to look at your neighbor, high five them, tell them, get ready. God's about to do something in you today. And that's the only time today I'm going to make y'all say anything to each other, okay? I want you to go ahead and get your phone out, your tablet, whatever. We're going to go ahead and we're going to put this thing. We're going to blow social media up with Jesus. Amen. How many of y'all remember last week I said, I want us to reach 3,000 people this week? We didn't make it to 3,000, y'all. We made it to 4,000. You know what's amazing about that? It wasn't a preacher, because then nobody preached but the Holy Ghost. So what we did is we just got people to usher the anointing of what was happening here in with them on vacation, in the car with them, at work with them, in the hospital room or whatever. But here's what we're going to do. All right, uh, Mr. RJ's got us up. This is our hashtag today because this is what the sermon is going to preach be today when I preach. And I'm preaching today because I got a word from the Lord. And we have worked it out. It's going to get preached today. Unless the Holy Ghost just comes in and goes crazy on us, then we're going to let him do that. But I'm going to deliver this word today. He is a determined God. Amen. So I'm about to share it. So if you have not liked Northview Harvest Ministries yet, if you're uh, friends with me on Facebook, if you hadn't unfriended me because you got mad, I'm just playing, all right? Uh, I'm going to just type here. I shared it. I'm sharing now. It's on my Facebook page. If you need to go to go to my page and just share it from there, whatever. Those of you that are with us online, we are glad, whether you're live or whether you're watching this archive later, and we want you to know you are not an audience. You are part of a congregation. You're just distant from where we are present tense in this place. But we believe that the same Holy Spirit that is going to fill this place as he inhabits the praises of his people, we believe that same Holy Spirit that is going to do miracles and signs and wonders in the atmosphere of this sanctuary and on this campus, in the children's church, in the toddler's church. We believe that if you will welcome that same Holy Spirit in your house, in your workplace, your hospital room or whatever, we're believing for miracles with you and for you. Can I get a witness? Hallelujah. Are we ready? Are we ready? Pastor Faith, are we ready?
everyone, everyone, give all their praise and thanks to the Lord. Here's why. He's better than anyone could ever imagine. Yes, he's always loving and kind. And his faithful love never ends. So go ahead and let everyone know it. Tell the world he broke through and delivered you from the power of darkness. And he has gathered us together from all over the world. He has set us free to be his very own. Some of us once wandered in the wilderness like desert nomads with no direction or dwelling place. Starving, thirsting, staggering. We became desperate and filled with despair. But we cried out, Lord, help us. Rescue us. And guess what he did? He led us out by the right way until we reached a suitable city to dwell in. So lift your hands and thank God for his marvelous kindness and for all his miracles of mercy for those he loves. How he satisfies the soul of thirsty ones and fills the hungry with goodness. Some of us once sat in darkness, living in the dark shadows of death. We were prisoners to our pain, chained to our regrets. Then we cried out, Lord, help us. Rescue us. And he did. His light broke through the darkness. And he led us out to freedom from death's dark shadow. And snapped every one of our chains. So lift your hands and give thanks to God for his marvelous kindness. And for his miracles of mercy for those he loves. Bring your praise as an offering and your thanks as a sacrifice. So lift your hands and give thanks to God for his marvelous kindness. And for his miracles of mercy for those he loves. Let's exalt him on high and lift up your praise in public. Let all the people and the leaders of the nation know how great and wonderful is Yahweh, our God. Come on, church, can we do that? Come on, can we lift our voice and give him praise today? Come on, all the earth will declare his glory. Come on, just declare his glory in this place. Hallelujah. Lord, we praise you today, Jesus. Hallelujah, God, we worship you, Jesus. Oh, God, we magnify your name. Lord, we just begin this worship time of worship this morning, God. We begin calling on your name today. And we just say, God, we need you today. God, we just begin this, God, just calling on your name as we're entering in, Father, and just saying, we need you today. You are the same God today, yesterday, and forever. Father God, we just thank you, we worship you, we honor you this morning. And we just lift our hands this morning and say, Holy Spirit, have your way. Holy Spirit, do your thing. Holy Spirit, do what only you can do this morning. Touch hearts this morning. You are the same God, Father God, in the mountain. You're the same God in the valley. You're the same God standing in the fire. You are the same God. And we just exalt you this morning. Hallelujah, Jesus. 
strength that carries me when I am on my knees. The cross reminds my heart to trust your faithfulness and love will always be done. I will not fear God you We trust you, Jesus. It is so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word, just to rest upon his promise, just to Repeat that part again. This is so sweet. And it's so sweet to trust in Jesus just to take Him at His word, just to rest upon His promise, just to Say the Lord Jesus, Jesus, how I trust you, how I prove more Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh for Come on, call upon the name of Jesus. In Jesus, Jesus, how I trust Him, how I put Him over Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for Oh, for grace. Oh, for grace. Oh, for grace to trust. Come on. One more time. Oh, for grace. Oh, for grace to trust in And you heard your children then. And you hear your children now. You are the same God. You are the same God. Come on, tell him, church. You answer prayers. Come on, it's you and him, not a song. This is a heart cry. This is an anthem from deep within. You are the same God. You are the same God. 
Take them by the hand and let's pray together. 
If you don't, go ahead and tell them. I'm not a stranger. I'm just a friend you hadn't met yet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let the Holy Spirit make intercession through you right now. Because He is the same God. Make your intercession through us, Holy Spirit, right now. We strengthen, we encourage one another. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We declare, as Jesus said, greater works than these you will do. We declare the anointing of the Christ that flows out of us by the Holy Spirit. We bind up broken hearts today. We command prison doors to open in the name of Jesus. We pray that blind eyes would be open, not just physical, but spiritual eyes. Be opened by the authority of the name of Jesus Christ. We pray right now that deaf and ears would open. That people would be hearing sensitive, retentive to the voice of the Lord God Almighty. For the voice of the Lord is upon the waters and the God of glory thunders, says the word of the Lord. Hey, yes, hallelujah. 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 God, we pray you to meet every need according to your riches in glory. We pray life, healing, health, and well-being. We pray for creative miracles, restorative miracles today. We pray you to take out defective heart muscle and put in effective heart muscle in the name of Jesus. Speak the word, Lord. That's all we ask. That's all we ask. We're going to be like that centurion was in the scripture. Lord, all we need is for you to speak the word. Hallelujah. I pray for those that are weary, worn. I remind you the words of the Lord when he said, come unto me. All you who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest, he said. Take my yoke upon you for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I speak freedom and liberty and strength and refreshing of joy inside of your soul today because the joy of the Lord is your strength. Shake yourself and release yourself from this dust of this world that has attached itself to you. In the name of the Lord God Almighty, I command you today to look up where your help comes from. Hallelujah. Your help comes from the Lord, the maker of the heavens and the earth. He loves you today. Don't you forget that. You can't earn a higher degree of love. He loves you perfectly right where you are. He loves me perfectly right where I am. He loves us in spite of ourself. Even when we're unlovable, he loves us. 
because he's a perfect father that way. What he doesn't like, if we let him, he will fix. Hallelujah. So Lord, we just open ourselves up as living sacrifices right now. I dare you. I dare you people right now to agree with me in this in prayer. Lord, we fillet ourselves. We open our heart. We open our soul. We open our emotions. We open our reasoning. And we ask you, Lord God, to come in your holy fire and just consume us. Let your spirit blow in this room. And let the fire of God kindle on every sacrifice that is present before you. I beseech you therefore brethren in view of the mercies of God that you present your bodies as living sacrifices. Hear my Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Hey. It's the same God. Woo. He does not change. Let me hear somebody shout, God, you're the same God. Same God. Hallelujah. High five three people and tell them he's the same God. You can be seated in the Lord's presence for a moment. Praise team's going down, but they're coming back up a little bit later. We're just doing a little different today. We're just doing laps. get about four or five or 30 people right now for just a moment right where you're seating just in your own way tell the Lord you love him and you appreciate him right where you are come on just your own way if you want to show him you want to say it however God you've been so good to me my hope you're my trust you're my consolation You're the place where I set the anchor of my soul. Hallelujah. 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 We're going to let Children's Church be dismissed at this time. You can head right toward that door over there, that double door, and into the Children's Church area. Okay, but we're ready with my slide, sir. Awesome.
to give you a recap to where I'm at. We're going to pray in a moment. I'm going to pray. The Lord spoke to us several months back. Pastor Michael was ministering and the Lord said that he was going to send new wine. And so we began praying for new wine, fresh oil, and fresh fire from heaven. So I began to study new wine. And I found a lot of scriptures in the Old Testament where God said, he promised, I will give you new wine and oil in your time of harvest. And new wine is a symbol of the Holy Spirit bringing in a new season. But let me go ahead and tell you this. If you hadn't figured this out yet, you don't go to a vineyard and pull wine bottles off a grapevine. You pull grapes off a grapevine. And grapes have to be processed. Thank you, Nancy. I got Nancy saying yes, yes, and I got about four heads agreeing. Those grapes have to be crushed. And then those grapes have to be put into a container. And then they get stuck somewhere. Oblivious to everybody around them. It may be in a cellar, it may be in a dark corner, but they're all by themselves. But something is happening inside. Because what used to be a grape on a grapevine has been crushed into grape juice and now the grape juice is being morphed, processed into new wine. So I have learned in the last few months all this talk about we want the new wine, I found out there's a price to be paid for it. And I have found out the price sometimes hurts and it's painful. But the peace that God gives you in the process, come on somebody. And I'm gonna be like Jesus in the book of Hebrews when it says looking unto Jesus the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him he endured the cross despising its shame so I have determined I'm going to endure the process but I'm not going to sit in a, in a dark dreary place and get all depressed and oppressed I understand there's a process happening inside of me and what the enemy thinks he's doing to crush me. Come on, somebody. And what he thinks he's doing is to break me. What God is doing is God's getting the anointing out of me and God's getting an oil and a fresh wine out of me, a new wine that I never knew was in there. And I'm gonna tell you what, there's a season about to erupt on planet Earth because God said he's bringing the new wine and I'm ready for it. So you know what? I'm going to put up with the process. 
who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. Come on, somebody. Jesus wasn't singing a ukulele, tiny Tim tiptoed through the tulips on the cross. He had to endure that. And I'm talking to some folk today. Let's quit trying to be on a hyper-spiritual, happy-go-lucky stuff. There's some stuff you just gonna have to endure. But you're not enduring it and get, you're not enduring it and you're not getting down, you're not getting to dumps, you're not getting depressed, you're not getting discouraged. You're enduring it where you are today because you know somewhere down the road, this season, this chapter, this door is gonna slam shut and God's about to open something up to you that you ain't getting no help up in here. Jesus endured that cross because he knew on the third day there's gonna be an empty tomb. I wonder who is ready to endure something today because you are looking past where you are. Look at look at five people tell them I'm a miracle in the making. That's what I am. I dare you, I'm a miracle in the making today. I'm gonna say it again, I'm a miracle in the making. I'm a miracle in the making. I need to talk to some warriors today. I need to talk to some folk that aren't afraid when you read over them in the New Testament when Paul said put on the whole armor of God. You don't wanna just put on some armor when it's convenient for you. You realize this is a fight. It is the good fight of faith. It's the good fight. I'm going to say it again. The Bible says it's the good fight. Paul said fight the good fight. You know why it's good? Because we win. All right, four people got that. I'm going to tell you again. You know why it's a good fight? Because we win. Because this book says greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I wish somebody would give the king of glory a praise up in here today. My God, my God. Holy Spirit I'm a broken man today but I am not leaning on my own power I am not leaning on my own intellect I am not leaning on my own strength I am doing like the old song says the old song I'm leaning on the everlasting arms. And I'm leaning on the insight and the revelation of the word of God today. So God, in my brokenness, I ask you in your wholeness, your completeness, to put me on like a glove. That what you've deposited inside of me, God, let it come out in full glory that only you can use. I pray today, God, that you would open eyes and ears to see and hear and receive. Take stony hearts and make them morph in the hearts of flesh. And Lord God, in those hearts of flesh, let this word come in and take root and bring forth the harvest that is worthy of the glory of God. I rebuke every stronghold. I rebuke every demon power. I rebuke every work of darkness.
darkness right now. I don't fear you. I came into the world fighting and I know in whom I have believed and that he is able. I am covered by the blood of Christ. I'm anointed of the Holy Ghost and I command every work of wickedness. You will cease your action. You have no place here so you must go and release hearts and minds to hear and receive the word of the Lord today. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust you more. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, I pray today. Hallelujah. I've got a word from the Lord that I've got to deposit inside of you. We're just, we just jacking the whole order of service up today. I'm going to deliver this word. Then the praise team is going to come back up. And then you are going to be given the option to come up around this altar and let what I preach to you take place and effect in your heart and mind today. And as we have sent out the hashtag on social media already, I have a word entitled, The Determined God. And boy, if this blesses you one one hundredth of what it's done for me in the last few weeks, your feet may leave the ground in this room. Hallelujah. Let me start out with this right here. How many of you ever seen something like this in a movie or something like that? Anybody? Like a ransom note or something? Where they take little bits and pieces from magazines and newspapers and they put it on a piece of paper and they paste it and then they send it in so the cops, the investigators can't figure out who did it. They can't, they can't hold it against them on the handwriting or something for proof later, right? Some people would call this cherry picking. You go through a periodical or you get a group of magazines together, you cut out a word or a letter, and you can put them together to make it say what you want it to say. When in the original text of the magazines, it never said anything about that. Folks, I'm giving you this as a launching pad today as we go into this, hear me well. In America right now, we are in a dangerous place of what I am going to just go ahead and call it what it is, biblical illiteracy. And we need to be careful because the Bible tells us that in the last days, even the very elect, that means choice Christians, are going to fall away. And today, there are a lot of preachers some of y'all been watching them on TBN and stuff this week. They're cherry picking what they want to preach to you. Let me give you a couple of definitions. First, of, and, and, and this is for you geeks, okay? The first one is exegesis. Let me give you this big word definition. It is the exposition of a text. An explanation of a text based on a careful, objective analysis. Let me break that down to you. Here's what it means. It means we let the word interpret the word and I'm not interpreting it for you. 
Somebody say, let the word interpret the word. I'm going to give you something today that I'm just going to give you flat out, bonafide, and that's what I try to give you all the time. I ain't want to preach anything I got to say. I want to give you the word because what Tim's got to say will do you no good. But baby, if I give you the word of the Lord, it will not return unto him void. Come on, somebody. Psalms 119.89 says, Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. This book, every promise, every word in it, God has concreted it in heaven, and you can build your life on this right here, and everything will be a-okay. Now here's the opposite of exegesis is a big word called eisegesis. And here's what it means. It means the interpretation of scripture that expresses the interpreter's own subjective ideas, bias, or personal like rather than the meaning of the text. In other words, they can take 25 different passages and cut a word out or a half a line out and put it together and make it be what they want it to say. They, they're putting it together to agree with their subject. And if they're teaching heresy, then they're going to make you think, well, the word does say what they're saying. Well, hold on just a minute. Hold on. You say, Pastor Tim, why in the world are you even talking about this? Because here's what Paul said in the book of Acts chapter 20. Listen to me now. He said this in verses 26 and 27. He said that he will not be held accountable for the innocent blood of men being on his hands. Listen why. He said, because I preached the whole. Not H-O-L-E, not something with a hole in it. He said, I preached the whole, W-H-O-L-E, the entire gospel, the part people liked, the part people didn't like. I preached what God told me to preach. Come on, somebody. And I want the whole gospel. So I want you to know today, I'm in here today to give you the whole truth. Nothing but the truth. I ain't getting no help. Come on, we're going to talk about it in just a minute. How many of y'all have been in the courtroom? It's good to have some of our, our friends and, and Auntie Dawn from the Columbia area today. Well, my friend Cindy is in the legal field. I won't tell y'all she's a lawyer because y'all may try to get her attention and ask questions before she leaves. She does that all week long. But uh, how many of y'all ever been in the courtroom? Hold on, y'all don't get too happy now. Let me preface that. How many of y'all ever been there as a witness for somebody else? How many of y'all ever been in there and they brought the person up and the bailiff walked out with a Bible? Met the person at the witness stand. Gary, didn't you used to do something like that? And they say, put your hand on there. And the bailiff looks at them and they say these words. How many of y'all seen it on TV? Do you promise to tell the truth? The whole truth and nothing but the truth. So help me God. I want to tell you that's where we're going today, right there. Because there's a passage we're going to look at, and I got it for you up here on the scripture, on, on the screen. But we're going to Hebrews chapter 6, and we're going to talk about the determined God. Amen? Let me give you a quick background. Again, I'm not cherry picking this, but I need to give you background because we're going to walk through about four verses right here. And boy, I'm going to tell you what, if the Holy Ghost will peel back the layers, you better get ready. Look at somebody say, you better get ready. If you don't want to look at somebody, you better hit yourself and say, self, you better get ready. 
man about to drop a download on you, about to bring a dump truck of truth, about a ton of revelation. You better get ready. You better get ready. Listen here, listen here. Now we're talking about Abraham. This is what he says. For when God made a promise to Abraham, background. This is coming from Genesis chapter 22. If you remember Abraham, God made him a promise when he was 75 years old. He and his wife is 75, his wife 65. She's 10 years younger than he is. And God made him a promise because they didn't have any children. But he's still holding on. God came down and he said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bless you. I'm gonna make you the father of a nation. I'm gonna bless the earth through you. I'm gonna give you a child. And for the next 25 years, y'all, everybody say 25 years. Now you go ahead on and do the math because I'd be thinking at 75, I'm about done giving up with that idea. But for 25 years, he held on to that hope and that promise and at the age of 100 and his wife at 90, God gave them the promised child named Isaac. And somewhere down the road, it may have been about 14 years later, so you do the math. Say if Isaac's 14, Abraham is 114. And God comes to Abraham and he says, Abraham, I want you to sacrifice your son. And see, that's where a lot of people choke on their spit right there. What kind of a God would ask that? What kind of a God would give his own son? Well, hello, somebody. He's not going to ask you to do something he wasn't willing to do himself. So sure enough, Abraham gets his son Isaac, gets a guy that works for him. They load up some donkeys. They load up some firewood and they load up some coals from the altar and they take off on this journey because God said, I'm gonna show you where I want you to go. And one day they look up, what is it, the third day or so, they look up and they see this mountain and, and the Lord confirms to Abraham, he said, that's the place. And I love it because they start tying up the donkeys and Abraham looks at the servant and the employee. He says these words. He says, the lad and I will return. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I thought he had to sacrifice him. Yes, he did, baby, but let me tell you, in Abraham's heart, the Hebrews chapter 11, I believe it is, says these words. It says that in his heart, he knew that if he sacrificed his son because God is faithful to his promise, before he got back down the mountain, somehow God was gonna resurrect his son and bring his dead body out of the ashes on that altar and God was gonna show himself strong in that situation. I wonder if anybody's got that kind of faith to trust God today. So this is where we pick up here. The he, writer to the Hebrews is saying, picking up on that story, using a portion of that passage, look what he says. For when God made a promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself. I swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help myself. Y'all ready for this? Verse 14. Baby, did you say if y'all got this yet in your Wednesday night class or y'all coming up to it? Oh, well, I'm gonna go ahead and bust that balloon. Look at verse 14. 
saying, Surely, blessing I will bless you, and multiplying I will multiply you. Look at that. God, why is God repeating himself? Let me go ahead and give you this. Ladies, for those of you in the Titus 2 class on Wednesday night, you're going to get it some more this Wednesday. But let me tell you about this. In the Hebrew, there is no punctuation. They don't have commas. They don't have periods. They don't have exclamation points. I am a type D personality. I like exclamation points. In fact, if you read what I put on social media, most of us going to have an exclamation point. Because I'm trying to be bold and emphatic in what I'm saying. If I didn't, wasn't going to be emphatic about it, why would I want to waste your time reading it? So since in the Hebrew there are no exclamation points, the way they made an emphasis on a point is they said it twice. So God said, surely, blessing, I will bless you. And if God could have in that culture, in that language here, to put a big old, I believe, three exclamation points right there in red. And multiplying, I will multiply you, exclamation point. Now, how many of y'all know if, if a man tells you something that he's putting emphasis on it, that's one thing. But how many of y'all know God created all that there is with the word of his mouth? Come on, somebody. And we believe by faith that God put the stars out in space. He created the universe with his words. So if God starts speaking into your life with emphasis, if God's getting a little oomph, oomph into it, Woo! Baby, you better be ready. Something's about to break up. Something's about to break down. Something's about to turn around. And something is about to happen in your life because God is about to speak. Verse 15. And so, after he had patiently endured, Abraham had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. For men indeed swear by the greater of an oath for confirmation is for them an end of all dispute. Are we still together here? Woo, because it's about to get tight and right. Verse 17. Thus God. Some translations say whence God. Let me go ahead and break it down to you right here. What the writer is saying, in view of everything I just told you in those previous verses, let me show you what God's about to do right now. Or as grandma would say, right now. Look at this, look at that. I want y'all to look at this. Thus, God determining. Whew. Mm, somebody just shout, he's determined. Determining, what is he determined to do right here? He is determined to show more abundantly, I'm coming back to all this in a minute, to the heirs of promise, the immutability, that's a big word for it cannot change. Mutate means to change. I am means no, there's no change. The immutability of his counsel confirmed it by an oath. Look at this, look at this, look at this. Everybody looking at this? If you're taking notes, please get this. Because this word in the Greek for determining, listen now, it means an unchangeable resolve. Thus God, who has an unchangeable resolve. 
Boy, that's a word we need to get back to in our in our world and our life today. Because you know what? A lot of people don't know what resolve is anymore. They haven't had it taught to them. They haven't had it modeled before them. So therefore, when the tough tough times come, most folk just pulled up. They just fold up, tuck tail, and fall over. I ain't getting no help up in here. But you know what happens? That's why that's why a lot of marriages end up, what, 60 plus percent, end up in divorce court. Because it's easier to give up. It's easier to quit than it is to handle the situation. But I need to talk to some folk that are full of the Holy Ghost because if you're full of the Holy Ghost, then you've got this determined God inside of you who has an unchangeable resolve. He's got stickability to it. Well, look at here, look at here. Thus God mm, unchangeably resolved, look what this says, to show more abundantly. Uh-huh, uh. Somebody needs to get that. Somebody shout, show it. Show. Somebody shout, show me the money. <laughs> How many of you ever played that, use that line, somebody, you play a Monopoly or something, show me the money. Come on, somebody. I don't need to hear what you're talking about. I don't want to hear about your potential. I don't hear about what you're claiming you got. Show me something. Come on, somebody. Are you ready? Here's what God said. God ain't afraid of us. Oh, I said, I'm going to say that again. God's not afraid of us. God was not afraid and shaking when he whispered over there to the prophet. He said, tell them, prove me now. I won't say it loud so that a lot of people won't hear it. God is not afraid to look at us and say, prove me now. How many of y'all have proved him? How many of y'all have seen God move in your life? How many of you have seen God meet your needs? How many of you have been through some storms and some trials and supernatural peace showed up inside of you that you could not explain? How many of you had God heal your body, break fever off of the loved ones around determined and look what he's determined to do he is unreasonably he is reasonably resolved unchangeably resolved are you ready to show us something that's going to scare a lot of American Christianity right there because see if we start talking about God's going to show us something it's going to cost us something to see what he's wanting to show. You're going to have to stretch your faith. Come on, somebody. You're going to have to believe for the impossible so when it comes, you'll say, hey, there it is right there. Are you ready? Look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this passage. Determining to show more abundantly. Now, that's a big word. In fact, in the original text, this was written in, the writer's writing in Greek, listen what it means. It means superabundance. Now that word does not mean a lot to us. Let me explain this to you. God wants to show you, in fact, he is determined to show you his superabundance. All right, let me, break, let me give it to you this way. How 
some water at home? You hope it still is when you get home, right? How many of y'all been in your kitchen sink in the last month? All you husbands, but what, the only four people washed y'all's dishes this week? Where the rest of y'all at? Again, how many of y'all have been to the kitchen sink in the last month? Okay, whether you got the turn or the, the push or whatever, or do the little thing, hand, wave, hand wavy thingy, whatever you got. Did the water come out? All right, listen to me, listen to me. In our analogy here, that water coming up is abundance. That's abundance. I'm trying to get a picture here. That's abundance. And how many of you know you don't appreciate that until it's not running? Ain't getting no help up in here. That little thing that goes in the bathroom, it's gotta have running water. And you never paid any attention all week long, but let the power go out or let a storm happen or let a, a water main bust down the street and your water's cut off for two days and there ain't no, you missing Mr. Toilet Bowl then. I ain't getting no help up in here. Again, that's all abundance. That's all abundance. The kitchen sink is abundance. What's that, that what's Brita? Is that what we got? That water filter thingy picture? Man, I love that Brita. I wear that thing out, boy. I'm drinking filtered water all day long. It's so good. Anybody else got a Brita besides me? Man, if my Brita messed up, if it cracked, broke, I'm going to Walmart that very second. If I don't have the money on me, I'm going to stand outside the door and beg somebody for money to go get a Brita. But when I, and me, I got people coming up in my house. I ain't calling no names. They would drink Brita, drink Brita, drink Brita. That Brita don't refill itself. I go up in there to get some cold water and there's that much water in the bottom of the pitcher because they didn't refill Mr. Brita. You want to make Mr. Tim mad? Let Mr. Brita be empty. I'm making a point here. Hold up. Anthony, you with me back there? Lean over there and hit Beverly. Tell her to hold up, all right? When you turn that sink on, that's abundance. We appreciate that abundance. Mr. Freddie, Miss Chris, y'all sitting back there. Y'all so sweet. Y'all so nice. Y'all just had an anniversary a few weeks back, didn't you? Y'all went on a little trip. Miss Chris was nice. She was going to engage Mr. Freddie and go see some historical sites in Pennsylvania. And they ended up, Freddie told me, going to Niagara Falls. I looked up Niagara Falls, listen, in one second. Are y'all ready for this? Who's been to Niagara Falls? Who's seen pictures or video of Niagara Falls? In one second. One second. Not one minute, not three months, in one second. 3,100 and 60 tons of water goes over Niagara Falls. Well, Mr. Freddie, actually, that is a super abundance. And this is what God is saying right here. You go into your kitchen and you turn it on, that's abundance.
Jesus. That's what the Bible said. I didn't tell you that. That's not me. That's the determined God telling you, telling me, telling us. Look what he says. Thus, with all that was said before, God having made this oath and this promise, swearing by his own name, determined, unchangeably resolved to show more abundantly to who? Again, hold on, let's interpret the scripture with the scripture here. Who are the heirs of promise? Hold on. The immutability, that unchangeable thing of his counsel, his word, his will, his design, his plan. He confirmed it by an oath. All right, so let's interpret. I give you two scriptures on the bottom. Who are the heirs of promise? Galatians chapter three, verse seven says, therefore, know that only those who are of faith are the sons of Abraham. Hold on just a minute. Remember back there where I told you in Genesis 22 when Abraham, God said, kill your son, sacrifice your son. Y'all remember Abraham had the knife in his hand. He's about to drop that knife and God had the angel of the Lord stop him and then God came down and he made this covenant blessing. Because you have not withheld your only son, I'm gonna make a covenant, I'm gonna renew it, I'm gonna make it bigger and better and I'm gonna swear to it by my own name, Abraham. Listen now, blessing will I bless you, multiplying will I multiply you. There's the exclamation points. Hold on just a minute now because in the next verse, are you ready? I'm gonna ask that question, are you ready? In Genesis chapter 22, verse 18, well, hold on, let's, let's finish verse 17. Blessing, I will bless you. Multiply, and I will multiply your descendants. Listen now. As the stars of the heaven and the sands of the sea. Everybody shout, stars? stars. Sands. Stars, God is telling him, I'm gonna give you a spiritual seed. Sands, I'm gonna give you a natural seed of this earth. The Israelites, Jews, those are the sands. I wonder who the stars are. Who has faith in here today? Who has faith that Jesus is the son of the living God? Who has faith that God loves you? Who has faith that God has removed your sins from you as far as the east is from the west? Then you know what? This verse right here says you are the seed of Abraham. So when you get back over here, he's given this super abundant show to the heirs of promise. Guess who he's talking to? He's talking to me, child of God. He's talking to you, child of God. And in that same chapter, chapter three, verse 29, I think that may be the last verse in Galatians three. He says, and if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed. And heirs according to the promise. I wish I could get somebody to get a revelation on that right there. Woo. Uh, maybe I got some rich folk in here. Maybe some of y'all kin to those Commodores that built like a, a Commodore Vanderbilt that built that place up and built more and all that. Maybe y'all got some rich folk like that in y'all family. But me, my family has been dirt poor. My daddy was born on Bungalow 
where the chickens could be seen running underneath the building. Come on, somebody. So see, I'm not sitting around waiting for somebody to leave me a trust fund. It's not in the works for me down here on planet. I ain't getting no help up in here. And so you know what? We can sit around. You can buy lottery tickets. I was getting something at the store the other day, and this guy said, might as well go ahead and buy you a Powerball. It's $300 million. You can't win if you don't play. And I'm like, well, I ain't, no, I ain't got no problem with that, but I ain't doing it. Just me. If you hit, pay your tithes to Northview, though. I'll come pick them up. Hold up now. So see, me getting me being an heir of somebody filthy, rotten, stinking rich, and leaving me all kind of houses and lands and multi-billions of dollars here on planet Earth isn't gonna happen. But let me tell you something, baby. I've got a promise as an heir that's coming from above, from a God that loves me and gave him, oh, I wish I could get somebody to give him some praise in this room today. A God that loves me and gave himself for me. And he says, Tim, you put your name in there. I am determined. I'm gonna show you that you are inheriting something that you can't even wrap your mind around it. Lord, have mercy. This God is determined to show us his great immutable will, purpose, plan, intentions, the superabundance of his grace, of his mercy, and his goodness in every promise because it is unchangeable. We don't earn this. I'm gonna say that again. We do not earn this. It comes from God's heart of love. Are y'all getting anything? Is this, is this giving your faith a little jump? Because let me go ahead and take, let's talk about this right here. Let's talk about this determined God. Let me give you some, some descriptions here. All right, first of all, he's relentless. He's relentless. You know, oh, oh, mm-hmm. let me go ahead and tell you what the psalmist said. Psalms 139 verse seven. You know what the psalmist said? Where can I go from your presence? I wish I could talk to prodigals in this room. I wish I could talk to prodigals that are watching this online. If you're running from God, let me go ahead and tell you, you just gonna get saved tired. Is that not a truth? Yeah, let me tell you, if you go to hell and you stand before the judgment seat of God, don't call me up there and say, why didn't you tell me? Because I'm telling you. But listen to me, if you go to hell, you're gonna have to fight the Holy Ghost every single day of your life because he loves you beyond your wildest imagination. So just go ahead and give up because you're not gonna be able to get away from him. The psalmist said, where can I go from your presence? If I go to the highest height on the highest mountain, there you are. If I go to the deepest cave, there you are. If I go to the deepest place on the ocean, there you are. Wherever I go, whoop, there he is. And I'm gonna testify. Man, I ran. 
always there. Somebody give him a praise. I'm not going to be able to finish this message, but I'm going to finish this. Look at somebody say, he's undeniable. Let me tell you something. Psalms 8 and 1, here's what the scripture says. The heavens declare your glory. With where we are in today's technology, you can't pull up the web space telescope and look at the cosmos of the universe that they're able to see. You can't look at that and tell me that a God, a divine designer, did not create that. There's only one way. In fact, look at your neighbor and, and tell them, ain't no way you came out of a mud hole. Some of y'all, Charles, your wife is looking at you funny. I'm concerned, brother. You want to slide on down a little bit. Well, let me rewind and say that to y'all. There is no way you came out of a mud hole 600 quadrillion billion years ago. You know why? Because there is a God up in heaven who said this, let us make man and let us make them in our image. And he is a sovereign God. He is a marvelous designer. He put this planet at the exact right angle, at the exact distance, at the exact speed away from the sun that it could sustain life. Baby, let me tell you something. The heavens declare his glory. You can't deny him. He's unstoppable. Lord have mercy. Even death could not stop him. I'm moving on. Ah, He's unfathomable. That is, you can't even find the depths of him, of his heart, of his love. He's unbeatable. He's undefeated. He's uncontainable. He can't be packaged. He just blows up the package in the box we try to put him in. Come on, somebody. He's insatiable. That is, he has an endless desire to love us, an endless thirst for us, to show us mercy and to execute justice in the earth. Look at somebody say he's indomitable because he dominates all things. Oh, here we go, here we go, here we go. He's incomprehensible. We can't wrap our minds around him. He's unmatchable. Deuteronomy chapter four, verse 39 says there is no other God like him. He's undefinable. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I'm gonna say that again. He's undefinable. Do you understand what I am saying here? Isaiah chapter 40, verse 12 says he can hold his hand out and from the tip of his thumb to the tip of his pinky, he can reach across the known universe. He can cup his hand and take every drop of water out of every river, out of every ocean, out of every lake, out of every pond off of this planet and hold it in the crease of his hand. And that's the same God that says to you and me, child of God, heirs of the promise, Watch me show you superabundance. 
Pastor Tim, why haven't I experienced this before now? Because maybe nobody wet your appetite because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I'm making a deposit inside your spirit man today that's going to unlock some things for you to experience God like you never have before. He's undefinable. Lord have mercy. Here's another thing. You can't name him with one thing and that's all he is. Like some of these groups just tell us God is love and that is true. He is love. But you can't tag. God is so immense and undefinable. You can't put one thing on him and that encapsulates everything that he is. Because how many of you understand, I love my wife. And if somebody would come in here and mess with her, you're going to see me go into grizzly bear mode and rip somebody's head off. I ain't getting no help because I ain't sanctified for some of y'all. Let them come messing around my house. Yeah, yeah, there's some noise up around my house. I don't stick my head out there and say, is anybody there? <laughs> no, I got, a, I got a 40 caliber, 16 round high capacity magazine and I got a technical light. And when I walk out the door, I'm ready to handle business. And if you want something bigger than that, I got bigger than that. And if that don't work, I'll go back and get the other stuff. So you go, oh, Pastor Tim, he's all, he loves God, he loves people, he loves us, and he does. But he'll hurt somebody in a heartbeat to protect those he loves. I'm just a man. So we can't put one tag on God and expect that covers everything that God is. I gotta get on out of here. See, because he is a determined God, there's more. Yes, Lord. I, I love him. He's awesome, amen? amen? Hallelujah. Here's a good one. He's captivated by us. Say that, he's captivated by me. I love my wife. I said that just a moment ago. Sometimes when I'm up early in the morning, if I gotta go somewhere, I'll leave her a sticky note on the table with a little smiley face or something that says, I love you or I love you more. Cause see, she's got this thing. She says, I love you more with all my heart. And I'm trying to explain to her, yes, baby, you do. But the man's heart has more capacity volume wise. So therefore, my, my love is greater. That's just logic. Men, can I get a witness in the room today? Look at your wife say, I'm gonna use that. I see you back there, Miss Sarah. But God is captivated. He, he, he adores us, y'all. Get this. Are you ready? In Psalm 139, verses 17 and 18, he talks about the thoughts that God has for us. Get this. He says they are more than the sand. Not just on the seashore on the entire planet. I want, you to, I want you to think about that just a minute. God is having more thoughts per day for you than you could even process because he's captivated by you. He intercepts. Well, he's indiscriminate. He's not confined to a male or female role color, 
socioeconomic status, then why should we? If he's indiscriminate, I'm indiscriminate. He's interceding. Hebrews chapter 7 verse 25 says, He ever liveth to make intercession for us. He intercepts, he interferes. He can turn situations around. Get this, y'all. Get this. In Proverbs 21 verse 1, it says that he can turn the hearts of kings just like he turns a river. God can put people in your path that used to hate you and God can make them like you and open doors of opportunity for you. And y'all see that last thing? He's extreme. All I need to say there is the cross. God was determined to ransom us back from sin and death to the point he would put his own son on a cross to get us back and then get him out of that tomb. Let's read on through this very quickly. That by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we might have strong consolation and who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. Who have fled? That song, Rolando was singing a verse, said something about even though our world may crumble. How many of you ever felt like your world is crumbling? And you were in a, let's be honest, fright and flight mode. These people that the writer is writing to, he said, you're there, you fled. Listen now, but you weren't running away from something. You were running to something, to hope. Everybody say strong consolation. This is an important word in the original language, and I'm going to end with this. So praise team, y'all come on back up here, make your way up. Are you ready? If you're able, I want you to stand with me. Are you ready for this? Strong consolation. Everybody say that. Say it one more time. Which is strong consolation. Strong consolation. The word strong means powerful and valiant. The word consolation comes from a Greek word, paraklesis, which means to stand beside and vocally encourage. Do you understand what this is saying? The Holy Spirit is standing beside you and speaking in your ear. You can do this. Now, when I was studying this, this is the picture I got right here. Does anybody know what this is from? Facing the Giants. It's when Coach... Taylor is talking to Brock down in the end zone and a little team after practice meeting. They're already tired. And the coach is kind of getting on to him because Brock's a leader and he's telling Brock, Brock, you're giving up too quick on me, man. And he's like, well, coach, I'm tired. We can't, we can't do this. And they do this thing called the dead man crawl. Notice he's got a guy laying on his back holding on to his shoulder pads like a dead man. It's like he's carrying an extra man on his back. And then he starts doing this bear crawl. And coach is following him along. Mark, there he is. Come on, Brock. Come on, Brock. About 10 yards into it, Brock's arms are shaking. 
you watch the movie, he's profoundly and profusely sweats dropping off. He's just lathered and glistening and he starts crying. He's like, I can't do it, coach, I'm tired. And the coach is like, come on, Brock. Come on, Brock, just a little farther, Brock. You can do it, Brock. Come on, Brock, dig deep. You got this. Brock's crying, I can't give any more, coach. I'm done, it's burning, coach. It's painful, coach. And the coach is, come on, Brock. And finally, if you remember, if I remember correctly, Brock finally gets to the point, he just falls over. He's done. He's exhausted. And Brock probably thought, he probably thought he went 30 yards maybe. But how many of you remember the coach said, Brock, pull your blindfold off, son. And where was Brock at? He's on the other end of the field. In the other end zone. You know what, child of God? You are never by yourself. When you're tired and you're shaking and you're hurting and it's burning and you're breaking on the inside and you just want to curl up somewhere in the fetal position, you want to give up or you don't know what to do, the Holy Ghost is right there saying, Trevor, come on, son. Come on, you've got this. Come on, Monta. You've got this. Just dig a little deeper. I'm with you. Come on, Marlene. You've got this. Just pray a little longer. Come on, Mandy. You've got this. Come on, Carol. Again, the Holy Spirit says, I know it hurts. I feel your pain. I'm moved by the feelings of your infirmities. But come on, greater am I who is in you. You're going to overcome this. You're more than a conqueror. I wonder. I wonder who in this room today senses the Holy Ghost. Paraclesis. Para, meaning right beside you. I wonder who's got the Holy Ghost. Like Coach Taylor was saying, don't you give up. Don't you quit. You're on the brink of a miracle. There's more. There's something right around the corner. Come on, give me a little more. Dig a little deeper. Pray a little harder. Worship a little more. Because God says, I am determined to show you Niagara Falls and the Spirit blessings. Now this praise team, we're just gonna go into some worship again. And if you're willing to say to the Holy Ghost, I want this. I want to know God in my knower. I want to know how determined you are in my heart, my life, my family, my job, my dreams. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. That's a promise that he will hold true to the heirs. Then listen, as they're gonna lead us in worship, I want you to get out of your seat. Listen, listen. This verse we just looked at a moment ago. Moment ago look what it says. They have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope that is sent before us. You ready for this? Listen, listen, listen. This hope we have is an anchor for the soul. I'm not running away from the devil. Hear me. I'm not running away from trouble. I'm not running away from the pain. I'm running to God. And listen what happens when I run to God. Somebody read this out loud. Everybody read it out loud. Say it to yourself. Read it out loud. 
Lord, if you just give me a little bit of grace and a little bit of mercy, I believe I can make it. And God is saying, I want to give you a little bit of nothing. I want to show you a superabundance of it. I wonder who wants to get under Niagara Falls today. If you do, then just come up, gather in, let's worship together for a little bit. Take us on, Mandy and Praise Team, Priest of Praise. Hallelujah. Come on, you and God, right now, just receive, just receive, just receive. I've given you nothing but the word. It cannot return unto him void, but it will prosper. It will bring breakthrough in the thing that he sends it into. Hallelujah. You are always fighting for us. Heaven's angels all around. My delight is found in knowing that you wear the victor's crown. You're my help and my defender. You're my savior and my friend. By your grace I live and breathe to worship you. At the mention of your greatness, in your name I will bow down. In your presence fear is silent, for you wear the victor's crown. Let your glory fill this temple, let your power overflow. By your grace I live and breathe to worship you. Crown. You overcome, you overcome, 
Every high thing must come down. Every stronghold shall be broken. You wear the victor's crown. You overcome. You overcome. Every high thing must come down. Every stronghold shall be broken. You wear the victor's crown. You overcome. You overcome. Every high thing must come down. Every stronghold shall be broken. You wear the victor's crown. You overcome. You overcome. Every high thing must come down. Every stronghold shall be broken. You wear the victor's crown. You overcome. You overcome. Every high thing must come down. Every stronghold shall be broken. You wear the victor's crown. You overcome. You overcome. He is an overcoming God. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. And at the cross your work was finished. And you were buried in the ground. But the grave could not contain you. For you wear the victor's Father, anything is possible with you, Jesus. All right. Come on, you're celebrating God, who with him all things are possible. And there is no shadow that has ever overcome your life. There is no rival that could ever stand against your mind. You 
you've always been with us. Every battle you've already won, oh, we've already won. And there is no weapon that has ever left a mark on you. There is no army with the power to conquer truth. You've always been with us. Yeah. Every battle you've already won. Oh, we've already won. Show me one thing he can do. Show me a mountain he can move. He's the God of the breakthrough, and anything is possible. Show me what thing is too hot. Show me waters he can't part. He's the God of the breakthrough, and anything is possible. It's possible. There is a kingdom that's advancing at the speed of life. And in this kingdom, every dead thing is bound to rise. Oh God, our Redeemer, He's faithful. He is faithful to revive. Oh, He will revive. Yeah. Show me! Show me what thing he can do. Show me a mountain he God's can't not afraid for you to let him show God you something. God of the anything is possible. Show me what thing is too hard. Show me what earth he can't find. He's the God of the breakthrough. Anything is possible. I believe that today with every fiber of my being. Hallelujah. And God is determined to prove it true. Now all of my fear I will turn into praise. Shake off despair as I sing out your name. A victory dance. I will dance out in faith. I will crush disappointment and break every chain. Now all of my fear I will turn into praise. Shake off despair as I sing out your name. A victory dance. I will dance out in faith. I will crush disappointment and break every chain. Now all of my fear I will turn into praise. Shake off despair as I sing out your name. A victory dance. Victory, yes, I will dance out in faith. I will crush disappointment and break every time. Now all of my fear, I will turn into praise. 
shake off the stress as I sing out your name. A victory yes, I will dance on it. Break every chain.
most of your days may look. You may be in a position like this most of your days. You may feel done. You may feel weary. You may feel hopeless. Most of your days, you may feel discouraged and tired and worn out. And you may end up your day like this on your knees before him crying out. But as you're crying out, who did he see to the father? He is saying back, I'll break every chain. I'll break every chain. I'll break every chain. I'll break every chain. I'm breaking your chains. I'm breaking your chains. I'm breaking your chains. I'm breaking your chains. Oh, did I see Jesus? Oh, did I see what I did? I see.
and I see strongholds, obstacles, sickness, health, diagnoses, addictions, fears, doubt, whatever the strongholds may be that you personally feeling unworthy or lack of self-worth, whatever it may be, wherever you are, kidney stones. But I see them, Miss Linda, that it's a toothpick. We think of strongholds. We think of something the enemy builds up like this big fortress. But in light of the Niagara Falls, I see it like a toothpick. Miss Chris, I see the devil's trying to, he's trying to stick the toothpick down at Niagara Falls saying, I'm going to stop the falls. Y'all do know in Psalms 2, it says, he who sits in the heavens laughs. He's laughing at the devil. He's talking about the princes of this world. He, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to concoct plans against God. And the Bible says God's sitting in heaven laughing at them. Could, could you imagine somebody taking a toothpick and saying, I am going to plug up Niagara Falls with this toothpick? That's how ludicrous the devil is trying to fight what God's doing in your life. Don't help the devil by focusing on the toothpick when God says, I want to give you the super abundance of promises. Get your eyes off the toothpick. Did you see the dead man crawl? Do you know why, Coach, had the boy put the blindfold on because he didn't want him looking at stuff going on around him. He just wanted him listening to his voice. That's a word for somebody in here right now. Quit looking at the measly little toothpick and listen for the voice of the Lord telling you keep going. Keep praying worshiping. We're going to beat this. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. The weapons of your warfare are mighty through God to the pulling down of little toothpicks. No more toothpicks. No, don't let doubt be like a toothpick. Cancer Cindy is like the toothpick and grace and mercy is the Niagara Falls swarming toward the toothpick. The devil knows as soon as you get that picture, he's done. As soon as you get that picture, you're going to say, man, greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. That's been a real deal the whole, that whole time. No more toothpicks for me. I'm walking in a superabundance of promises and blessings. What God did for Abraham was amazing, but if you read that, Pastor Michael, in context of that verse, to his heirs, God's given the abundance. What Abraham received of God was amazing, but what we get is the heirs of Abraham, God's opening up Niagara Falls. Amen. 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 No more toothpicks. No more toothpicks. You can return to your seat, church. I think.
think we're I think the Holy Ghost has done what he's going to do. Wow. My God, my God, no more toothpicks, y'all. They don't stand. Carol, they don't stand. Could you imagine? I got a toothpick. I'm gonna stick it in Niagara Falls. I'm gonna stop up 3,160 tons of water per second with a toothpick. But how many people has the devil fed that lie? They were like, oh no, my Niagara Falls is going to stop up. Oh no. No. We're going to press on. We're going to press on. Press it. Let's make it a little closer to home. Rolando, we're going to plow on. Hallelujah. Somebody give the Lord one more praise while Miss Kim's coming up. Would you do that? Thank you for uh, giving me your attention today and let me deposit this word because I felt like I was about to bust like a woman, pregnant woman in her uh, third trimester. Y'all ladies been pregnant before. Y'all know how that is. Hurry up and get this thing out of me, right? Can I get a witness from you ladies? Well, we want to thank you for being here today. God's been so good to us. How about that word today? Did you grab onto it? Are you going to let it take roots and produce a harvest in your life? It's up to you. We're given the information. We were given the word. Now it's up to us what we do with it. Amen. Thank you for being here today. We want to thank our online congregation. Let's give them a big hand for being with us this morning. Yes. I do have a couple announcements before we do the offering. Um, make sure that you read your bulletin. Let me stop real quick. If you're a first-time attender today, there's a form on the back of your bulletin. It said, first time here. If you'll fill that out and take it to the Welcome Center when you go out this door, to the right we have a gift bag for you. So please take advantage of that. We want to bless you. There's people out there to pray with you if you need prayer. So please take advantage of that. Um, yes, make sure that you read this bulletin. A lot of time is put into that. There's a lot going on. July, we tried to make it not so much going on to give everybody a break with vacations and stuff, but y'all, August is packed. So we don't want you to miss anything, and I'm not going to go over everything. So just make sure that you read your bulletin, okay? Read your bulletin. Um, tonight, we do have prayer and worship at 6 o'clock. We would love for you to join us. Y'all, we have a powerful, powerful time of prayer and worship together. So now it's time to give. Um, and um, if, if you need a tithing envelope, if you'll raise your hand, our ushers are coming forward now and they will give you one of those. We appreciate because we know a lot of you pay online. You give your tithe online. And we are so, so thankful for that. And in regard to that, if you'll look up on the screen, we tell you ways to give. Chris, who is our treasurer, Chris Oxnard Church, she has something she wants to share with you about cryptocurrency that I have no clue about. So she's going to explain it to you. Hello. Um, I don't know how many of you use PushPay. Well, I do, but I mean in here right now. <laughs> There's 240 of you that use the PushPay app or on the website to give. If you look at that now, you can see there's two tabs on there, one beside the other, and the one to the right says cryptocurrency. So Northview is now able to receive Bitcoin donations or any other um, 
there's about 40 different cryptocurrencies we can receive and you can give it straight through the app and eliminate that fee of transferring it from your crypto to the bank and then to us. When it leaves your account, it comes straight to us, it eliminates that fee, and it's turned into US dollars immediately. So it, it's quick and simple. Those of you who use crypto, and I know out there on the World Wide Web, there's a lot of wealthy youngins that have gotten very wealthy off of crypto, and this is good soil. So if you want to transfer your crypto to Northview, you can do it simple and easy, and um, go through the um, in-given. It's in your bulletin, and you can do it on the web. You can download the app, and the um, crypto donations are powered by in-given, and their transfer rate is through Gemini. If you got any questions, come see me, and um, we'll be happy to take care of that and get it off your hands. <laughs> so we'll take it any way you want to give it, apparently, right, <laughs> We want to thank you for your giving, if you'll stand. Thank you so much again to those, like she said, over 240 of us give online, and we're so grateful for however you give. We know that giving... You know, God commanded us to give, and he gave the greatest gift ever. And you know what? If you can't come this morning and cheerful after all God's done, come on, y'all. We can come cheerfully this morning. Amen? So we're going to ask you to come and give to the Lord. musicians a hand this morning. Have you received the word of the Lord today? Amen. Hold on tight to the word that the pastor delivered to us today. Amen. We're going to say our confession before we pray of the offering. And after we pray of the offering, you can consider yourselves dismissed. You ready? 
as we receive today's offering, we are believing the Lord for jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, favorable settlements, estates and inheritances, interests and in income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, debts paid off, expenses decrease, blessing and increase. Thank you, Lord, for meeting all of my financial needs that I might have more than enough to give into the kingdom of God and promote the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And one more. You ready? There is abundance in this house. There is abundance in this house. There is abundance in this house. In the name of Jesus and on the authority of God's holy word. We heard that word abundance today, right? Amen. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you today for what you accomplished today, God. We're thankful for your word. We're thankful for your shepherd that brought us the word today, God. We pray, God, as that word was released today, that we will grab hold of it, God. And we will grab a hold of the abundance that Niagara Falls that you are willing to give to us, God. And Lord, we pray over this offering today, God, that there is abundance in this house. And Norfolk, God, there is abundance in Norfolk, God. There is abundance of every person that is associated with Norfolk. God, we are partakers of your word, partakers of your experience, your presence, God. And because we are associated with Norfolk, God, there is that Niagara Falls flowing over each and every house that is associated here today and on the web, God. We thank you today for that increase. We're thankful for the overflow, God. We're thankful, God, that you are more than enough for us, God. We pray, God, as we go our separate ways that your presence would be with us, in us, and all around us. Guard our families and our loved ones, and we bless you today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. We love you.